We saw in that the person of the Lord. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's the personality of the sheep. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Last week we were in verse 4, wasn't we? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. We come back on Sunday night and we looked at that last clause. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This morning I want us to look in verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's the clause we're going to look at, but we'll finish out here. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, that you'd help us this morning just to seek your will. Lord, would you do a work, God, as we're thinking about uh, the shepherd and the sheep and been looking at these uh, verses. And God, I just pray that you'd do a work in our midst this morning. Lord, allow us to get back in the pasture today and consider the things of God. And we'll bless your holy name for all that you do. Because we love you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, you can be seated. Last week, last week we walked through the lowly valley of the shadow of death. But we didn't have to fear, did we? The shepherd's with us. Uh, You can walk through anything as long as the shepherd's with you. So we walked down through the valley of the shadow of death. Now do you remember at the beginning of last week's message I said, We'd walked up some rocky paths of righteousness. And then the paths broke off into an ominous valley. The sheep are wondering, what's the Lord doing? Why is the shepherd leading this way? It doesn't seem to calculate or to make sense, and it certainly is not the way I wanted to go. But as the path breaks off and winds down in and around through the valley of the shadow of death, the attention of the sheep turns solely to the shepherd. In this morning's verse, we see where he was headed. The verse says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Unbeknownst to the sheep, The shepherd has been stealing away and preparing a place. And as he walked us through the winding valley of the shadow of death, he was leading to a table that had been prepared. A higher plane, a a mountaintop experience. You see, you can't have a valley without two mountains. And so he's leading in to a mountaintop experience. Now let me say this. Every spring, I got to state on that this week. Every spring the shepherd would leave the flock, leave the flock in the home pasture, 
And he'd travel up through the mountains into a place known as the Tablelands. It was a plateau on top of a high mountain shaded by higher peaks. In it would be lush grass and the shepherd, and we're going to talk about the preparation that he would make, but he would make the preparations. Sometimes the shepherd would travel before the snow melt. And then when the time was right, Brother Neil, he would lead them sheep out of the home pasture. He would lead them up the rocky paths of the paths of righteousness, down through the valley of the shadow of death. But all of that leading had a purpose. And the purpose was he was taking the sheep up to higher ground. Uh, he was taking the sheep to the lush pastures of the tablelands. Uh, he had a place he was taking them to feed. Uh, he had something on his mind, thank God. Uh, and he was leading them to the tablelands. I want to preach to you just a little bit this morning about the preparation of our table. Now, I hope everybody will understand when I'm talking about lush green grass for sheep to feed on this morning, I'm talking about the Word of God. And I want to preface what I'm about to say this morning with this. Most Christians live a life that is spent mostly in the home pasture. Just kind of just, uh, you know, eating off the same things, never really advancing. But what I'm going to tell you this morning is that if you're wanting to follow the shepherd, I've already told you how that some of those paths lead up uh, rocky paths of righteousness. If you're going to follow the shepherd, occasionally you're going to be down in the valley of the shadow of death. But thank God if you'll follow the, pasture, if you'll fo- follow the shepherd, uh, I'm here to tell you there's pasture land, uh, there's, uh, there's green grazing uh, There's a more advanced relationship. Let me put it to you this way. There's something better than being just the average Christian. Wouldn't you like to advance and be higher? That's what I'm asking. Wouldn't you like to be more consumed with his word? Wouldn't you like to graduate beyond Christianity 101 and get into some advanced lessons? Wouldn't you like to feel his presence in your life day by day, feasting on his word? That's the picture of the tablelands. It's the shepherd has brought the sheep up out of the ordinary, brought them up out of the mundane, brought them up out of the average, and now they're in an advanced state. Now they're feeding on advanced food. Now the nutrition is real. Now the shepherd has got them where he wants them, and they're feeding and growing and loving and living. I want to be in that place. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be Ordinary. I don't want to be at mundane. I want to be living with the shepherd day by day and feasting, thank God, off the flock's food. Amen. And growing the way that I should. But now watch this. There is the position of the tablelands. This is what is pictured before us here is advanced Christian living. But if you're going to live in the tablelands, you have to leave the safety of the barn. Gone is the safety of the barn. There has been a treacherous trek in order to get there. 
The shepherd, I'm told, when he leads the flock to the, to the table lands, he brings no sweet feed along. Down in the barn, there's an availability of at least some sweet feed. Now, a good shepherd never only feeds sweet feed. Uh, that'll, that'll ruin a sheep. Too, too much sweet feed, and it packs in their gut and causes all kinds of things. I was reading about it this week. So the shepherd is very judicious on how much sweet feed he gives out. Uh, that's kind of like the milk. But you see what has happened is once he's left the barn, he takes no sack of sweet feed alone. Because where they're headed has ample nutrition out in the glade and out in the, my friend, on the mountaintop, there's plenty to eat. And so he's taking them to a location where nutrition is not going to be a problem. But I want you to understand the direction of the tablelands, listen to me, is on the paths of righteousness and through the valley of the shadow of death. Are you tuned in right here? The fact is, listen to me, the fact is you can't get into deeper experiences with God until you first trans- transverse some troubles. Some of you old timers, you look at these young people and you say, why don't they get interested in the deeper things of God? Let me ask you a question. Were you interested in the deeper things of God when you were their age? What got you interested in the deeper things of God? Traveling through some low paths. Going through some valleys and up some rough, some rough roads of righteousness. And having to pray all night. Sitting next to the bedside of a loved one that's dying or seeing somebody that got a... See, going through some things. Are you with me? That's what got you to the place where you're like, boy, I better get a hold of God. I better get some God in my life. It's through those paths. It's through them rough times. And if you'll stay with it, if you're in a rough time, if you'll stay with it and follow the shepherd, uh, on the other side of that thing is some table land. uh, And you'll find yourself more involved with the shepherd uh, and more enthralled with his word uh, when you get on the other side uh, of troubles and trials. How many of you remember last week I told you he led you to it to lead you through it, right? He leads through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, guess what's on the other side? It's these tablelands. Now, there is the, the positioning of the tableland in their direction, but then there is the inspiration of the tablelands. Let me ask you something. To me, just knowing, Brother Neil, that there's a deeper and more meaningful Christian life, where the Word of God is more real, that inspires me to want to live it. I said, that inspires me to want to live it. Are you satisfied? Let me ask you something. Are, you know, if you were a baseball player, would you be satisfied with being average? Or would you want to be above average? If you were a doctor, if you're going to the doctor, would you, are you satisfied with average? Well, he's all right. The average, you know, middle of his class, right there in the middle of his class. Or would we want to be above average and on a higher plane? I see preachers in my life. God, God allows me to run into preachers all the time. He put uh, a preacher uh, I never had met before. I preached with him in a meeting a couple of weeks ago by the name of Charles Munster. And uh, he's been sending me texts all the time, sending me something all the time, thoughts he's having, whatever, older man. Man got a good touch of God, good spirit of God on him. It seemed like every time I think, you know, I've kind of got to a level, God will put a man like that in my life, and I'll be like, 
man, I ain't even started. I ain't even got started good. Look at this fellow. I mean, he, he's praying and seeking God and coming up 10, 15 messages a day. He's sending me on text message. That, Boy, I've got, I've got some work to do. And see, there's always, there's always an elevation. I don't know about you, but I want to be the greatest Christian that I can possibly be. I want to be the greatest preacher and pastor that I can possibly be. But if I'm going to do that, it's going to take time. Me spending time in the tableland, up on the mountaintop, in an advanced area, eating advanced nutrition. I can't be regular. I can't feed on the things of the world. I I can't watch HBO and Cinemax and all of these things and then come in and look at all this junk on the internet and then come into church and expect to be living an advanced Christian life. Oh no, if I'm going to have an advanced Christian life, I'm going to have to fill myself with the Word of God and the ways of God. I'm going to have to seek God. That's the life of the tableland. That's the life that will truly make a difference. Now watch this. There's the intimidation of the table land. Are you with me? Listen to me. We're going to see it in just a minute. The problem with the table lands is the enemies are there. Down in the barn, there ain't many enemies. Have a rat run through every now and again, there ain't many enemies. You know what we've done over the last few years? Oh, COVID's coming. We took away everybody's freedoms. Everybody going to wear a mask. Everybody going to take a shot. Everybody's going to stay home. Everybody just don't go nowhere, don't do nothing. Everybody stay home. Well, the first few weeks of that, it's like, okay, well, okay. You know, I don't want sick. Nobody wants sick. But, you know, the hardest part of 14 days to flatten the curves the first two years, apparently, because we're two years into it. And just now, they changed the metric. Oh, I could preach on that right there, but I ain't going to. They moved the goalpost again and said, oh, well, I guess everybody's okay. <laughs> anyway, at some point, though, what good is having being safe if you can't do nothing? It's the same way in a Christian life with living your life down at the barn. The barn's safe. The barn's comfortable. But wouldn't you rather be out in the grasslands with the shepherd? Even if you're in the presence of some enemies, wouldn't you rather be out there and be free and having the wind blowing through your spiritual fur and living a life that's full of God and full of the Holy Spirit? Wouldn't you rather live that advanced life? Hey, Christian life was not meant to live in the barn. Hey, sheep are grazing animals. You've got to get out of the barn. Some of you are stuck in the bar. It's the only place you've ever been. It's, uh, you know, Sunday morning, meh, back to the barn, meh. Maybe the preacher will give us a little sweet feed, meh. Every now and again, real good Holy Ghost Spirit service breaks out and you go, meh. And out into, the, out into the home pasture and run around a little bit, meh, meh. As soon as the service is over, back in the barn. And you've never, you've never went anywhere else. Never up any paths of righteousness. Never down through any valleys of the shadow of death. And you sure ain't never made it out as far as the table land. Lord have mercy, that's way up yonder on the mountain top. Oh, that's way out yonder, away from the barn. 
You've never made it out there. But what I say to this morning is why don't you start the trek today? I'm not telling you you can get to the table land in one day, but why not try starting on the trek? Why not this morning say, you know what? Bless goodness, I'm sick of the barn. I'm gonna kick out the I'm gonna kick out the gate and I'm gonna walk out into the pasture. I'm gonna look for the shepherd and get in his tracks and say, I don't care if it's up the paths of righteousness. I don't care if it's through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm headed to the table land. You've got a land prepared. I wanna be there. I want that fullness of Christian experience. Now watch it. We see there is the Intimidation. But then, that leads me to this thought. There's the perils of the, ter- of the table land. Look at it. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. I got studying on this table land. And they said a lot of times these pastures would be surrounded by rock rims. And on the rock rims would be coyotes, bears, wolves, cougars. And they'd continually be staring down at the flock and licking their lips. I want to say this to you, and I hope you'll understand what I'm about to say, and Brother Allen kind of got started on it this morning. Sin loves a shining mark. Down in the barn, the predators don't come down there much, but up on the tablelands, you're surrounded by them. What are you trying to say, preacher? Simply this, and I'm not trying to discourage you, but I want to tell you the truth. If you seek the deeper things of God, watch out. There's some of you this past summer, you got interested in the deeper things of God. I saw it happening. Boy, it stirred my heart. I started seniors praying and get dedicated. And what, did ha- what happened? What happened? What happened? The bear and the wolf and all of those, all of those they started encroaching and causing problems. And I'm going to tell you this morning that if you're going to live for God, you're going to have to do it in the presence of the enemies. You can't live down in the barn all the time and have an advanced Christian life. You're going to have to put yourself out there to do it. You're going to have to risk yourself a little. But you better watch out because you're going to have a target on you. Because sin loves a shining mark. Sin loves to take out someone who is trying to advance. Those sheep that are down there in the barn, sin don't mess with those, but those that are trying to advance, boy, the devil's shooting every arrow he can. He's, he's, he's dispatching every uh, one that he wants to take somebody like that down. He wants to destroy somebody like that. And, the, and he's prepared this table right in the presence of his enemies. Let me say this to you. If you want something that's safe, listen to me. Don't li- living for God is not for wimps or pansies. Living for God is for some people that's got some guts and got some gall. It's for some people that are willing to take a risk and put themselves out there. That's what living for God's all about. I- God, help us. We've raised a generation of Christians uh, that don't want any discomfort. They don't want any problems. Uh, 
Oh, but if we'd get out of the barn, oh, it's messy sometimes, and there's troubles and problems and predators, but guess who's there? Thank God that's where the shepherd is. And let me say to you this morning, there's safety in the shepherd's shadow. If you'll stay close to him, he'll keep the wolves at bay. Watch this. I was reading this week and they said those that died in, in the shepherd, in vet, listen to this, he will lose some sheep to the predators on the tableland. But it's almost always the ones that walk the edge. You know the most dangerous place in your Christian life is anytime you're on the edge. You get out on the edge, you're vulnerable. You ever watch National Geographic? What's that? What's that? What's that cheetah do that chases them antelope? He'll run all them antelope up in a circle, and then he'll circle around and get them to running. Which ones is he jumps on? It ain't that that's running in the middle of the pack, or that that's in the head of the pack. It's that that's laying behind on the edge. You know, there's a lot of people lives their life, entire lives on the edge. They just nearly, they just nearly going to serve God. They just nearly, and I'm preaching this morning, they just nearly going to do something for God. But they're continually walking out there on the edge. They're continually flirting with disaster. And who is it? Who is it that the predators attack? There's the peril of this thing, but there's safety in the shepherd's shadow. <laughs> I said there's safety in the shepherd's shadow. I said, there's safety. I don't care how many bears is out there, Miss Karen, if I can lean up on the shepherd. If he sits down, I sit down. He lays down, I lay down. If he gets up and walks, I get up and walk. Because if I can stay, hey, I know that in the position I'm in, as a pastor, the devil would love to destroy me, kill me if he could. But I want to get as close as I can to the shepherd. That's my job. Because I'm flesh and bone. Listen to me. I'm flesh and bone just like any of you. I could be kicked out on God next week and in a mess. No telling where because of my flesh. So it's my job, Brother Neil, when I see the shepherd moving to try to get as close as I can to him. And when I feel myself drifting, my job is to get along and say, Oh, God, and confess my sins. And if we confess our sins, uh, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins because there's safety in the shadow of the shepherd when you're out on the tableland. Now watch this. There's the peril of the tableland, but I want you to notice the preparation of the tableland. <laughs> These things are prepared. Thou preparest. Before the snow gets good and off the mountain peaks, the shepherd has already put himself together a bag or two. He's left the sheep with the porter. He's kissed his wife and said, I'll be back in a, in a week or three. He's walked by himself. Boy, I got a hold of that yesterday morning. I like to kick the gable end out of my soul. He walked by himself up the paths of righteousness. He walked by himself down through the valley of the shadow of death. He's not leading any not leading any sheep and you know what I like about it they said that he would walk through that valley of the shadow of death and if there was a place that was particularly perilous he'd take some rocks and fix it up 
He's making a way. Walk up onto the tablelands. I'm about to run and shout. And start preparing a place. Did you know the Lord's got a place prepared for you that's higher than where you are right now? You say, preacher, I'm as high as I've ever been. I'm as good spiritually as I've ever been. Did you know there's another place higher than where you are right now? He's went ahead. I'm about to shout. He's went ahead and made you a higher place. He's went ahead and made you a higher place. Now, watch this. You know what he'd do to prepare? Look at his dedication. The first thing he would do was he'd eliminate the immediate threats. Boy, I got studying on that. They said a lot of times the shepherd, when he come back off the mountain, he would have a, maybe a coyote pelt across his, across his shoulder, some bear meat in a bucket. <laughs> shepherd done been preparing things. He'd walk in among the flock, the flock would look up, and there's that old coyote pelt over the shepherd's shoulder and that, ba- that bucket of bear meat. And you know what that was saying to the sheep? Our shepherd's tougher than the coyotes. Our shepherd's tougher than the bears. Whoop, hallelujah. Oh, yes. He'd made the immediate preparations. He'd run the, he'd run the predators out of the immediate area. That's not all he'd do. He'd take that rod that I told you about that was a picture of the Word of God, and he'd find poisonous plants. Now, there's certain poisonous plants that if a sheep eats them, they die in minutes. Them she- that shepherd, he'd walk and he'd, he'd, run that, he'd run that rod through the grass looking for them poisonous plants. And when he found them, Brother Neil, he'd dig them up. Yeah. Throw them in a sack. Throw them off the edge of the table. Because <laughs> he didn't want his sheep eating anything that wasn't good for them. He'd find serpent holes, son. I'm about, hey, let me show you this right here. He'd find an old serpent hole. I'm about, to, I'm about to ruin a box of tissue. If that'd be all right, I'll pay. I'll buy it. Maybe I can find one. That ain't real. Y'all doing your job too good. All these is real full. Here, this one's not as full. All right. He'd take, he'd take and find a serpent hole. And you know what he'd do for that serpent hole? He'd take out, a, he'd take out some oil and he'd pour that oil around that serpent's hole. And you know why I'd do that? You know why I'd do that? When that serpent would try to get, come up out of that hole to get one of them sheep, couldn't slither up. That oil made that hole slick and it'd just slide back down. And that, that snake tried to slit, it'd just slide back down. <laughs> I'm talking about the shepherd making preparation. Oh, there's a whole other message in that. That oil's a picture of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> And I'm glad, thank God, in my life, he's led me to a, for a few, uh, to a few table lands and the serpent would have liked to have got me, but the shepherd doesn't put the Holy Ghost all around the hole. Amen. And he can't get up out of the hole to get me. He's prepared the table lands. Now watch this. I'll tell you something I was reading. Said the shepherd take a bag of salt and minerals and he'd put that salt and minerals out at various locations through the tablelands. And what that do is that them sheep, when they eat that salt, it made them thirsty and they'd, they'd go and they'd drink, which aided in their digestion, yeah. which made them want to eat more tablelands. Yeah. Sometimes God will just send me a word in a message 
A preacher will preach a little thought and it's like salt. It's like salt on the table there. And all of a sudden that'll go to kicking around, stirring around in my heart. You say, that ain't never happened to me. Probably ain't never been to the table lands, amen. You get on the table lands, you'll find some salt and minerals every now and again that'll stir some thoughts in your mind and heart and give you a desire toward God and make you want to learn more about God. That's the kind of thing that happens out on the table lands. He prepared it. I see him, can't you? Wind sweeping across that mountain, snow still on the ground. The sheep are back home in the barn, warm and comfortable. And the shepherd's out on the table hand making a way. You say, preacher, does God know where I'm at right now? God doesn't been where you at, honey. He went ahead of you. He's prepared it for you. He knows. He knows. Watch this. We see his dedication, his deliberate action, the preparation of the land. But you know what the greatest part about it is? On the tablelands, the distractions are minimized. Down at the barn, there's a lot of things happening. A lot of things keep our attention. But when the shepherd leads us up there by into the tablelands, you know what he does? He'll build him a shack and he'll live there all summer long. It's just the, it's just the sheep and the shepherd. Cuts off a lot of distractions. Cuts off a lot of the a lot of the noise. Anybody else like me got a lot of noise going on? Huh? A lot of noise in my mind. We studying this week in our in our uh, Bible study, our men's Bible study about the helmet of salvation and the attack on the mind. I'm already studying tonight's message. Guess what happens? When he gets us to the table and he's going to anoint something, guess what he's going to anoint? Our head. Where our mind is. How many of you will agree with me that when you're living life, an average Christian life down at the barn, there's a lot of noise in the mind. How many of you are like this? You lay down at night, go to sleep, And it's hard to go to sleep because your mind is racing and running and racing and running. Huh? But out on the tablelands, a lot of them distractions disappear. Now watch this. I'm done with my last point. Let me give this right here. Let me give this last point. Lastly, I'm giving this. I'm done. I'm going to give an altar call. There's the power of the tableland. You know what? Nutrition, nutrition, nutrition completely controls the performance of the flock. And up on the table land, there's superior nutrition. Now, I've got a bunch of stuff I won't preach right here, but I'm not going to preach it because it's getting a little late. Give me Isaiah 28, Rachel. Isaiah 28, and uh, we're going to do verse 9 and 10. 28, because I want to show you something. You know what a sheep does? This is going to gross some of y'all out. It's going to bother Reagan bad. Stick your fingers in here. A sheep will eat all morning, eat grass all morning. Y'all all right? Give me five more minutes. A sheep will eat grass all morning. And then in the evening, it'll lay down underneath a shade tree somewhere and ruminate that back up. Okay? That's called chewing the cud. And all them sheep are laying out there underneath the, underneath the trees, 
looking like they got bubble gum in their mouth. I never understood why that happened. Let me tell you why that happens. They're taking, they, they just swallow that grass whole. And then in the cool of the day, they ruminate that back up and they chew every bit of the nutrients out of it. They'll chew it till it's nothing. All the nutrients are gone. And they'll lay there all evening chewing the cud. And so when they're eating on the table land, it's not fast food. It's slow process. It's eating it up and then it's laying around later and ruminating it back up and chewing on it and thinking about and and, and chewing it over and chewing the cud. Now watch this. Isaiah 28, 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? You want to be smart? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? That's his ways. Here's the question. Them that are weaned from the milk. That's the answer. And drawn from the breast. So here's the first part. The Lord said, if you want knowledge and if you want doctrine, you're going to have to get off the milk. It's a shame that a lot of folks get saved and every Sunday, here's what the preacher has to do. The preacher has to say, okay, here comes the Bado, Bado time. So you got to graduate pastor. Now give me that next one. Verse 10. Watch this. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. So let me show you, let me show you what he's talking about. When you get up on the table land, you, you may get in the book of you may get in the book of Isaiah and eat four or five verses. And then the rest of the day you're leaned up under a shade tree going. Mm, 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 that's good stuff. Mm. You may be riding up a road and thinking about it. Boy, I read there in the book of Amos this morning. Huh. Yeah. And that goes with what I read over there in the book of John the other day. Well, I never thought about them two things together. You know what's happening? You're sitting there going. That is an advanced way of living. Now, I'm closing right here. I'm giving all the call. Now, some of you getting in on it and some of you ain't. But that'll be all right. If you want to live where God wants you to live, He wants you to live beyond where you're at now. You don't have to spend all your time in the barn picking a little bit here and there out of the pasture and then back in the barn. No, you can walk up the paths of righteousness down through the valley of the shadow of death, end up on the table land where you can eat all morning long and all afternoon you're going, hmm, hmm. How about that? Never had thought about that. Sometimes I get out on my track and I'm just thinking about something I'd read that morning. And the Lord bringing thoughts to my mind. And it's just like I'm sitting there ruminating that back up that I read this morning. I'm going, hmm, hmm, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. See, that's the kind of thing that don't happen down at the barn. I'm getting ready to give an altar call. I wonder how many of you are like me. You're just sick and tired of being average. I don't want to be an average preacher. I don't want to be an average Christian. I don't want to pastor an average church. 
I want to live above all that. I want to live on some higher land, out on the table land. I know the enemies are there, and I know there's going to be problems coming. Let me tell you something. We could have a church that was just kind of meh, and we probably wouldn't have a whole lot of problems. Or we can have a church that lives on the table land and just fight the enemies and be with the shepherd, handle it with a smile on our face, say, glory to God, hallelujah. This is exactly where we want to Let's stand our feet. Father, would you help the sheep this morning to respond to the message? Lord, as much as I know how, I've tried to do what you had for me to do. God, maybe some that just say, I want that higher experience. I want that table land. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be just every day. I want to get on that higher plane where I can chew on that nutritious grass and meditate on it day by day. Oh, God, would you help some people around this altar and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Altar's filling up, there's still room for you. Preacher, this morning, I, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be ordinary. I want to get on the table land. I really do. I want to be, I want to get up above where I'm at. I want to live in advance. I want to be able to eat that nutri- really nutritious, really nutritious meditate on it, muse on it. That's where I want to be. I, I want to be the kind of Christian that God is satisfied with. Father, Lord, thank you for this. Good, it's good, good to see sheep coming around. Lord, here's some little sheep. God, they want to start a, a journey toward the table land. Would you help them with that? Lord, would you lead them out of the barn, lead them away from the safety of the home pasture? God, I know that it'll be, some, it'll be some paths of righteousness. It'll be some valleys of the shadow of death. But we also know, Lord, what's on the other side's worth it. So I pray, God, for every one of my little sheep. Oh, God, I love them. I know if I love them, you must really love them. Every one of my little sheep, Lord, that's gathered around this altar. God, help them, Lord, just to find another higher plane and another higher pasture and another... Oh, God! Help them, Lord, to advance every day and look for something higher. We'll thank you and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. We ask these things through his blood we pray. Amen, amen. You stay till you get done. Thank God.